0: STP AM 1500.
1: The following is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery.
0: Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Good
2: morning, everyone. How are you this bright, beautiful winter morning? We're almost to the end of winter, aren't we? Are we? I think almost, huh? March? March is spring. Yeah, March is 40 degree spring. We're almost through it. First day of February. Hey. We have Nick Folks with us from Great Waters Financial. It is Great Waters Retirement Radio this this Saturday morning, and we are going to be talking about all things about financial and retirement, and uh, just very fortunate to have somebody uh, who comes in and talks to us about these critical issues for a lot of people looking to retire, knowing all the rules and all the guidelines, and hopefully you'll listen to this consistently, and you're you're uh, essentially being educated on how to position your Yourself to take advantage of all the opportunities that are out there, as opposed to going to the eleventh hour when it's too late. <laughs> so, welcome, Nick. How are you
3: doing this morning? I'm doing well, just uh, surviving the cold like every other Minnesotan right now. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. Well, let's let's just. Uh,
2: let's just hope we don't see an epidemic nationwide. I'll tell you what, boy, it's kind of scary stuff. So, all right. It's no secret that Americans are facing crisis when it comes to retirement savings. In fact, one in four people will say they will never retire. Well, that's me because I am never going to die. So why would I retire? Uh, Today, we're talking about steps Congress is taking to make retirement a reality for more people. And uh, that's where we're going to begin this morning. So tell us a little bit about that. What kind of steps are they Taking Nick.
3: Yeah, so there's a lot of new legislation. It's been amazing uh the amount of legislation that we've seen um with President Trump in office. There's a number of different issues lawmakers are trying to tackle. Uh, because we have a lot of aging Americans. I mean, we have ten thousand people turning sixty-five every single day. And, you know, a lot of employers that is just staggering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy when you think about that. Ten thousand people wow. every day are turning sixty-five. Um and since we saw such a dramatic shift away from defined benefit plans, you know, the, or just pension plans to kind of keep it simple. And there's a so I always tell people it's this way. There was a time period in the United States where uh, companies bore the weight of your retirement. Right. They said, you work for me for 40 years. I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Yep. But then we've seen the shift now that the weight is now on the shoulders of the average American with what's called the defined contribution plan. And so the easiest way I can say it is like your retirement is defined by how much you contribute to it. So there's a lot of pressure now for people to make sure that they have saved appropriately. Um and the studies are showing us that uh they 're not <laughs> they're not nearly half uh of the households out there actually don't have any well you know
2: it 's interesting. I think about this immediately, and i don 't want to go off track here too far, but you know the thing is is that you know, there's a lot of folks who, because of the change in the demographic, the number of people who are working relative to those who are retiring, uh, a pension plan, sadly, at a company was a bit of a Ponzi scheme, and that you had to have mm. people, more people coming into work when 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 Social Security was established. I believe, if I got the, the numbers right, you had 37 people working for every person receiving benefits, and today you got four people working, or two. What did you do? Do two, two people? Oh my God, two people working for everyone receiving benefits. I mean. That's not going to work, you know, and so for a lot of people whose companies saw that coming, they had to invest in things that were more risky, they didn't work out, and a lot of times people's pension plans did not succeed and survive, and so people had a bad taste in their mouth about pension plans. Fair enough, but what Nick has brought up is so powerful, and here's what it is. When you went to work for somebody, you didn't have any choice about joining or being a part of the pension plan. It was done for you. It was automatic. And all the things that you love the choices of are all the problems. The choices that you had, that you have today are, do you want to participate in the retirement account? If you do, how much do you want to participate? What type of investments do you want? You have loan provisions that you can take money. You have portability where you can take it with you to another company or you can you can turn it into a self-directed.
3: Well, let me tell you what, all those wonderful Are all the reasons why it doesn't work. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I also don't forget about the old fashioned orphaned 401k. Right. Uh, it's hilarious because, you know, we work with people who are primarily in or nearing retirement, right? And all of a sudden, when we start having them dig into all of their accounts, they're like, I still have money at this employer. I right. still have money. And so we always refer to those as the orphaned 401ks. You right. don't even realize. And here's
2: the real lesson in all of this if you give people the, 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 the option of saying yes or no, Most of the time they're going to say no Mm. or they're or they're not. I mean, how many people in reality of all the people who might be listening to this right now? How many people do you think are actually fully funding their retirement account? I mean, Uh that's 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 over nineteen thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's that's over fifteen hundred dollars per month. Yep. Okay. And if you're over 50, you've got the catch-up provision of an additional $6,000. $6, yeah. Well, I mean, look around and 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 tell me other than, you know, your 3% match that you're doing and you think you're fully funding. That's not even close, folks. So the number of people who are really taking advantage of it in the way that pension plans did in the old days yeah. and no surprise that people are coming up very short. Yeah.
3: So it's on you now. It's on you. Yeah. The, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of weight on that. And so that's why they, they push forward the secure act, um, setting every community up for retirement enhancement act. Um, so this is passed now. And there's some pretty dramatic changes that are coming in. But under the guise of we want to help people be better situated as they're heading into retirement. Um, so there's changes with contributions um, at the age at which you can continue con- contributing. If you're working part time, your ability to contribute to plans is different now. Uh, they change the required minimum distributions. For those of you who don't know what that is. Uh, previously at the age of 70 and a half, whether you needed the money or not, uncle Sam was going to come knocking and he was saying, Hey, it's time to start taking money out of these accounts. It starts at about 3.65%. And then it would increase each year from there. Um, government wants their money. <laughs> government wants their money. Right. Uh, so now that's actually been pushed out from age 70 and a half to age 72. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show about so, uh, how does that actually impact people? What do they need to be thinking about? Um, there's also things for, uh, if you're having birth of a child or adoptions, uh, as well as if you want what you can do with 529 plans, there's some changes that have been put in play uh, to make sure that people are just better prepared for retirement. But um, I think that you bring up the the most important foundational part, Todd, is that all of these legislations are fine and dandy, but if you don't have the initial discipline to say I'm going to live now as though I don't have it, so that I can live later right none of this matters to you well the
2: the automation of it is is, it is the way that you protect yourself from yourself i mean the truth of the matter is there's chaos going on in everyone's lives all the time yep. and if you have the option every time to say yes or no to your retirement account let me tell you there's going to be very often it's going to be no so what you have to do is precisely what nick said you have to essentially set it up and forget it let it let it go and then live on what's left by goodness. That's yeah. what you have to do. And then the fact that there is penalty for taking it in that way is how it protects you from yourself. Because if you didn't yeah. have a penalty, people would just be taking the money all the time.
3: Yeah. And, and they <laughs> still do anyway.
2: That's the problem. They still do anyway. Yeah. Right. And, and the other thing about, about the changes in ages is that in, in all honesty, there's no way that the legislation is going to keep pace with the new technology that is causing people to live longer and healthier in those older years. And it's happening at an accelerated pace. So when you think about retirement, imagine imagine a time very soon where the average age is going to be approaching a 100 years of age. And then think about retiring at age 65 or 70 and how much money it will take with inflation built in to live for that period of time without working. Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah. And, and one of the things that you bring up a really great point. So when we're sitting down with people, a lot of people have this uh, fallacy in their minds that they're going to retire and they're just going to spend less. Like all of a sudden, their expenses are just going to drop. You know, they think it's going to cut in half or something like that. And what we try to explain is like, actually, your expenses will ramp up. Right. Right. So now let's combine what you said let's combine the idea that people are more aware of their health. They're taking better care of themselves. So they're actually active for longer periods of time. So we have what we refer to as the go-go years, which is you retire and you kind of just start going. You're doing all those things you didn't have time for, all the things that you've wanted to do, all the trips that you wanted to take, all the things you wanted to participate in, but you couldn't before. And what we're seeing now is that that go-go period, which was, you know, previously maybe age 60 to 70 72 something like that it's extending people are healthier people are more active than ever before and so you have to have a plan that takes account for that and makes sure that okay what happens if we do travel for the next 10 years if we are um, actively moving around and, and and living life and living greatly in life like how does that impact us? What is the effect on the back end?
2: <laughs> What's the effect on the pocketbook, folks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the thing is, it's ironic, Nick, because I'm just listening to a government uh, apparently somebody uh, quoting a government statistic and they're and they're still saying that people are spending less in retirement. Now, I'm going to tell you something as 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 an economics guy and a financial guy that statistics can be bent to say whatever you want them to say. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what the reality is. First of all, people aren't saving enough. That's, that's number one. So here's, here's the truth. Uh, Great Water Financial works with people who have done for the most part, the right things and that they, and they, for the most part are in good shape. And in fairness, if they, if they didn't, they don't go see folks like, like Nick. Now, if you're, if you're on your way there, that's why you want to Go see them because you want to realize where you are in position to do it. But for most people, they don't do it. So when you hear them read these statistics, here's what's actually happening as Nick says, they stop working. Well, now they've got all this time on their hands. They burn through what money they do have in retirement, and then they're left with nothing more than their Social Security check. Well, in totality, when you take how much they're spending over all of those years, yeah, I don't disagree that they're spending less, and the reason is because they just don't have it. The only income they have, in short
3: order, is the Social Security money, and that's living on a pittance, to be honest with you, folks. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like asking the question, are people? spending less um, over their lifetime because they have to right or because they're choosing to and absolutely those are two different, two different and, and those go-go
2: years look people burn through the money and here's the other thing I'm a I'm one I'm at the tail end of the baby boomer generation we were we were brought up really believing that that our retirement years were going to be short-lived You know, Mm. 10 years, we're not going to be around anymore. Mm. Well, let me tell you what, somebody retires at 65 years old, the idea that they're going to die in 10 years, not going to happen. Yeah. And so they do do those go-go years. They do spend the money. They do golf. They do fish. They do travel. They do all those things. And oh my gosh, because they've never managed that large amount of money. They've had a a paycheck that comes in. And as long as they live on what they make, there's been no problem. Well, all of a sudden they've got this lump sum money. Yeah. They wrap their head around it, and they think about all the things they can buy with this money. You know, a motorhome, travel, all that stuff. And the next thing you know, that money is gone. Yeah. And now they're still in good shape. And then you hear them say, Well, I don't want to live that long. Well, I know why. Because all you have is the money you're getting from Social Security. You're miserable and unhappy. Yeah. And you just want it all to end because you're now stuck in your house. You don't have any money to do anything other than to keep the lights on and keep the heat going. <laughs> that is dark time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. So I mean, you know, so when you look at that, you average that out, yeah, at the end of the day. But in those in those years. Shortly post-retirement, they're spending vastly more than they did when they were working. And that's the thing. If you're telling yourself, well,
3: we're going to spend less because we're going to have the house paid off, oh, you're delusional. Yeah, and and here's what I want to get across to to folks is that in no way are we saying, don't do the things you want to do. But we are saying- Prepare. Prepare. Understand. So rather than, you know- kind of letting life happen to you and then realizing down the road that you you made some choices at the wrong times, sit down with somebody. Make sure that you have a plan in place. We We literally map out for people, hey, okay, so you said you wanted to go to Florida for three months of the year. You wanted to be able to take... Uh, one cruise a year and you wanted to be able to gift this much to charity. All right. Here's the breakdown of all of that. Here's the tax implications of all of those decisions. <laughs> yeah. Because there's something that's not I'm getting God. nauseated <laughs> just listening to this. It's like, here's the tax implications and here's what we need to know on the, on the back end. So this is what, this is how it plans out down the road. So here's what we need to do. Here's how we need to plan for your income. This is what we know for sure. This is what we're, you know, let's move from hope so to no so. Right. Let's move from hoping that we're going to be okay in, t- in retirement over the long haul to knowing that we're going to be okay in retirement because we have a plan that allows us to do the things that are important to us, allows us to live out the values that we care about, allows us to have the impact that we want to be able to have, but we thought it through. And the legislation that's come out with the SECURE Act has a goal in mind. I'm not sure it's all of those details, right? right. Uh, it has a goal in mind. Of it's covering the masses. You, you know, And that's the thing. The other thing is... It's so easy
2: to be lulled into Mm -hmm. the thinking that I just described, where you think what was yesterday is today. But in fairness, the legislation is changing continuously in an attempt to adjust to these major changes that are taking place. And that affects the way you plan for your retirement. And that's why talking with you guys regularly is so very, very important. And that thing you brought up about being able to project and look at a trajectory of where you'll be and what you'll have when you get there. I mean, it's invaluable and that's a service you offer for free. So, you know, listen, if, if, if you're listening to this, write down Great Waters Financial,
3: go to their website, mm-hmm. check out Nick, folks. Nick's, what's your phone number? Uh, our phone number is 612. 612- uh, geez, It just <laughs> dropped off my head. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Call them up and get a free consultation to be able to have to look at offices. I'm like to office? look at where you are, so that you can make you you can see that, and you can make slight adjustments that over time will take care of that. But let me tell you, you don't get to make a slight adjustment when you want to retire at 65 and you go no. see them at 63. It's not doable. It's too late, and it doesn't mean it's too late. But it means
3: everything changes. You know, so in any event, what, what? phone number six, one, two, three, six, zero, two, one, two, seven. Sorry. We know. have five offices. I'm like, well, which, office <laughs> well, it's, well, it's all about you. Nick. It's all about you. <laughs> so we have Nick folks here with
2: us and we're talking about changing legislation in, in retirement. We're talking about the things that you must do unless you're happy with living on social security which frankly may not even be there when you get there and so this this notion you know you can only imagine you know the younger generation saying well i'm not even I, my planning isn't isn't even taking into account social security because i doubt highly it's going to be there yeah. and people are having less and less children and that means less and less new workers into the workplace to support and when you say that there's two workers for every one person receiving benefits i mean that's absurd you know yeah. unless unless you want to give away half of your paycheck to pay for somebody else's social security yeah. you know it, it becomes really really ridiculous and that's where we are so you know if, if, if you're counting on social security number one don't and number two if you're not doing enough you need to change that right now because you, because if not nope there's not going to be a big dinner bell telling everybody this it's yeah. just going to happen and it's going
3: to be too late yeah I, I try to tell people everybody's going to end up somewhere not everybody ends up somewhere on purpose and <laughs> And so what you want to do is put yourself in a position to end up somewhere on purpose. Um, It's amazing for our firm when we sit down with people, um, people who have done a great job saving, right? There's people who have done a great job saving and there's still this underlying fear because there's so many moving pieces. There's so many details that, you know, understanding how does my provisional income, what is my provisional income, Oh, that's how they're going to tax your Social Security. My Social Security is taxed. Yeah, wasn't that a tax? Are they taxing what was a tax? Yes, they are. Just work with me. You Isn't know? that just unreal? You <laughs> and know.
2: So, and, and and the the other thing I'll bring up, folks, is this. You know, when you hear these maximum contribution limits, you got to ask yourself, why do they allow me to give away so much? Because the reality is, they've done all the math. They know what the what the average return that most people are going to receive over a working career, and they recognize that that amount of money is not an excessive amount of money. To you, you probably think, "Oh, that's insane seventeen or nineteen thousand dollars per year, or whatever the number is." You think that's absurd. Let me tell you what they've done: the models, and they realize that it's not like you're going to be a multimillionaire in retirement. With this, you need to do these things. And yes, in, in those years, it may be many, many, it may be four, five, ten million dollars. But let me tell you what, the purchasing power of that money at that time will be a fraction of what it is today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, today, a million dollars, it may take in 40 years, $4 million to have the same purchasing power, meaning you could buy the same amount of gallons of milk yeah. in, in 40 years with $4 million as it takes to do it with $1 million today. So don't have stars in your eyes about these millions of dollars because they won't be the same thing as they are today.
3: Yeah. And we have to realize we're in a unique <laughs> time period right now until the year 2025, based on current legislation with the taxes that we're sitting in today. I mean, we're sitting in the lowest tax brackets in modern. History, Um, So you have to have plans in place for how you're going to maximize that. But if we think down the road, if taxes, you know, with with the deficit that we have as a country, when taxes go up, all of that affects the longevity of your money. So to be able to project forward and think through, well, you know, based on current legislation and the changes that could adjust to that. That that four million dollars, like you talked about, or one million dollars, could have a dramatic change when all of a sudden, if the government's taking thirty percent bites out of it, moving forward in order to pay your taxation, well that you're shaving off a lot of a lot of money i think uh you and i did a show a while back and and you talked about that the uh, the reality of let me break it down of, of who's in your pockets right. the uh because of the perception of how much we have versus how much we really have the the net right, right. the after tax value of our retirement accounts if we're not in roth money then it really is only partially ours and we have a partner with us in this and so we have to be planning for those things of how is that going to impact and, all, and all the
2: more all the more if you buy into what nick just said about what's going to happen in terms of of our income taxes, meaning that we are in a low-tax environment right now. And if you don't see that, then you're not looking very carefully. So what does that mean to you right now if you've got a while to retire? It means you better immediately be thinking about Roth contributions and contributing uh, qualified accounts that that you, maybe for previous employers, that you want to convert to Roth money while the income tax is low, because it's like a highly appreciated stock. I would always, want to put that money in a Roth retirement account, because if it's highly appreciated, I'm going to pay income taxes on the gain, not just the money. Mm-hmm. So you need, and I mean, these are all just basic things that you need to be aware of. And most people, you talk to them about the difference between a traditional and Roth contribution, they roll their eyes and they don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that and that tax burden can
3: change everything in and of itself. Oh, it can, it, it literally can change the entire timeline of someone's retirement. We, um, when, when we saw the taxes change, one of the first thing we did went up uh, with our strategy sessions was help people understand how impactful this was, what we needed to do, but also to show people if taxes revert, Here's what the impact is for you. So just having that clear picture is huge. Very good. We're here with Nick Folks from Great Waters Financial. This is Great Waters
2: Retirement Radio. Uh, If you are considering retiring, if you're nearing retiring, these are the people you want to talk to. We're going to be exploring some things that are taking place right now, some things that are really geared to help people. And with that said, you need to know enough about how to take advantage of them. And we're going to be talking about that when we come back. We will
4: be right back. you um.
2: However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arless Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298, Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arlis Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763 786 0639. That contact information again, accounting offices.net or by simply calling 763 786 0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, you know, I have to dovetail onto one of the things that Nick said, which is is the impact of taxes. And just quickly give you an idea of how dramatic taxes can be. Had a client who had a small company, and I believe he had four or five employees. And uh, I indicated, because he had not been doing any retirement planning uh, and was spending all of the money that he made, uh, that he needed to set up a a retirement plan for he and his employees, uh, obviously to retain his employees, keep them happy, and and also for himself. Well, this guy was, was an LLC, and he was taking draws as opposed to paying himself a salary. Now, without getting into detail, salary is going to cover the FICA tax and Social Security income tax, and the combined total between those two is approximately 16%. Well, when you're an employer and working for the company, you pay both sides of that. And so when we set it up... We simply set up a salary and then everything that he didn't take in salary with the notion that your salary is what you would pay someone else to do the job that you do. And all money is above and beyond that are draws, which you do not have to pay either one of those taxes in so much as saving 16% on in his case was a substantial amount of money. Well, the interesting thing was all we needed to do was to set up that tax structure and the 16% that he saved on the draw was enough to fully fund his retirement account at $19,500 per year. That was a tax strategy that cost him no money. Mm-hmm. And if he continues to do that, his retirement is going to be a whole world different yeah. than had we not done that. That's, that's how powerful the tax implications
3: are. And there's many of them. That's just one inference of them or yeah. one instance rather. Yeah, that that's huge. That's, that's such a great play um, to get yourself set up. I mean, you have to you have to think through these things. Right. right. And and our concern for us at Great Waters and one of the things we're, we're so big on is educating people so that they get an understanding of what it means to be truly planning for retirement. Because if you didn't go to school for this, they don't teach this stuff in just everyday classes. And for the most part, people have had employers handle this for them. There's been an employer who's been on... And, and, and Nick, even if you do go to school, it changes all the time. you got to be engaged. Yeah, you have to be engaged. You have to understand what's changing with legislation. You have to be on the front lines, under like seeking out information, associating yourself with strong tax professionals. Um, but the employers have taken care of majority of these thoughts. And so, to now, all of a sudden, this weight be on you, if you're not working with somebody, that can be pretty stressful to make sure that you did the right amount, you took out the right amount, you, you know, and... We we have one of our classes we teach about the tax snowball. Uh, if you're doing this in the wrong fashion and you're trying to pay back the taxes with pre-tax dollars, how it just becomes this compounding issue uh, that people don't really foresee if they're not planning correctly for taxes on the front end. <laughs> well, it's it's simply compound interest in reverse. And believe me, when it's in
2: reverse, it's not a good thing. It's not a good
3: thing. But some of the changes that the SECURE Act is, has put in place um, is really to try to help people save more long term. So um, previously, you couldn't contribute to your uh, your retirement accounts after the age of 70 and a half. So um, you weren't able to keep contributing after the age of 70 and a half because, as I said earlier, those required minimum distributions would start. But now what they've done is they've actually removed that age limit. So as long as you are working you have the ability now to keep contributing to that account. So even if you're drawing out, but you're still at the same time working, you can be putting money back in. Um, They wanted to make sure to protect Americans down the road. So, um, Really, if you, if you've been taking requirement of distributions already, but you're still working part time, you need to make sure you're sitting down with a professional, um, or t- contacting your, your CPA and saying, okay, what is the impact of this for me? How should I be setting up accounts? How much should I be contributing to offset some of my taxation? And those are some of the conversations you're going to want to make sure that you have. And with that change of, requirement of distributions bumping out to 72, um, there's some great tax planning that can be done there. Um, one of the things we try to tell people is to understand that window of time from when you are close to retirement or when you first retire until you're forced to take distributions. That is a key time to be thinking through what type of Roth conversion planning could I be doing? And so for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with that, it's the concept of how do I maximize my taxation now and move money from a pre-tax account to a post-tax account that's gonna grow tax-free for me so that later on I have a greater purchasing power because a dollar is really a dollar to me down the road. So to max out or, or manage your tax brackets in such a fashion that you are utilizing up to the limits of things like IRMA surcharges to get money out at this low bracket, is crucial, it's critical, it's important. Um, and if you have questions, we actually have some classes online on uh, our website that you can go and watch and learn more about this. You can go to greatwatersfinancial.com and check out some of the classes me, we teach. Let me ask you something, Nick. Because yeah.
2: because in the
3: past, you've, you've been able to delay taking Social
2: Security and each time you do that, you're able to get an increase in the pay that you receive because yep. you waited longer. And it was eight percent. So when we hear, hear you, when you hear us talking about the benefits of proper tax planning and how it, how it, if done properly, guarantees you a return on investment, it's not a return on investment, but it's money that you would, uh, would otherwise not have, and how powerful that is. Well, this is a similar situation. Yeah. So if you keep working to age seventy two, does that mean I also get two more years to increase what I'm going to get Social Security and retirement, or does that not? Or does that
3: still end at seventy, that's going to end at seventy. Okay, so, so at seventy is where you're maxing out at what you're going to receive in Social Security. So that's op- that's operating separate from what you're seeing. In so the it's in the government's accounts. behalf. That's too bad. <laughs> that's too bad. They're trying to they're
2: trying to find more money,
3: and that's what they're doing. But well, wait till we talk about what happened with inherited accounts uh, uh, from the Secure Act, they, that, and you'll see where they found some more money. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and see, look, this is. All the more. I mean, look,
2: because Social Security is going away, if you're if you're setting if you're putting your money away because you know what's going on, we'll realize that the government is trying to find more money, your money to help all the other people who haven't done any proper planning. You know, that whole idea of let's let's save the whole boat and not worry about any individual here. So if you're that individual who has been diligent and has been putting this money away, make no mistake, the changes are going to be to take more taxes in the future to be able to try to salvage this thing and keep it going. Well, that means you're going to get hit with more taxes. And if you like that, well, then that's wonderful. But if you don't, you need to do proper tax planning.
3: Right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so like, hey, I'm, I am I'm, I understand taxes. They they pay for so many things that help our country going. but I'm all about paying, you know, my fair share. Yeah. Just nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, no. I want to pay yeah, exact like taxes, taxes um, if I don't have to. So yeah, it's definitely critical to make sure that you do have an understanding of, and, and here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying go back to school, become, you know, a tax professional. But what I am saying is make sure that whoever's serving your family has done the due diligence of helping you. You understand what happens when you make decisions. That's what that's one of the things that it for us in this industry has just kind of lights a fire under under us, is because we see so many times that people are, are making these decisions or they have somebody that said, Well, they said that I can just do this and that'll be fine and it's no big deal. We're like, Well, did they walk with you through the long-term like tax impacts or any of those things? Like, have they shown you any of that information of like how this, you know could potentially play out and people aren't sure. right? I mean, I literally, I had a, I had a conversation with a family that we were walking through the process and really just educating them and they had saved quite well for themselves. They had several million dollars and they, but they also had a pretty healthy budget every month that they were spending and I've, they had sat down with three other people outside of the person they were working with and I was the first person that broke down everything for them and then said, I'm sorry to tell you this, you have about 15 years left. At the pace that you're running at, with what you're doing, you have about 15 years left. Meaning
2: your cost of living was going to exhaust your money. That's yep. the point he's making. Even though they were saving a lot, their lifestyle costs were, were not going to be able to be supported throughout with
3: that level of spending. Exactly. And and they're like, well, the, all, everybody else has always said this. And I said, well, what are they running your projections at? If you're getting projections that are running at 8 and 10% returns, everybody looks great. Right. Everybody looks great. But when you put it in a conservative model and say, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to plan for the worst and I'm going to hope for the best. Let's right. Let's, and, let's, and here's let's,
2: the truth, folks. The worst usually really isn't the worst. <laughs> so, so, yeah. you know, and, and, and Nick, what I, what I, because I work with people just like you do. I think you need to have consistent ongoing meetings with your advisor. And here's why, because you need to learn the language and the concepts how many times I have sat in meetings with my clients with other professionals, where I'll sit around a table with three or four professionals, They will all give their spin on what's going on to that client and that client sits sits in the in their chair, looks at everybody in the eye, smiles, And doesn't have any idea what they're saying. And then at the end, when you go around the table and everybody tells their portion of this, the attorney, the CPA, the financial advisor, the real estate agent, whoever it is, and then they look to the client and say, so what do you want to do? And the client looks bewildered like a deer in the headlights and then says, I don't know, what would you do? (sighs) And this is your life, yeah. and you don 't even understand the language it 's all Greek to you. never mind that you 've been a good saver and have a lot of money yeah. and you 're making these critical decisions yeah. and you have no you have no understanding, you have no vocabulary you don 't understand the terms and the concepts yeah this is why you meet with professionals ongoing because over time. Nick's right. You don't need to become the professional, yeah. but you at least need to have a working vocabulary so that you can understand what they're trying to say to you.
3: Yeah, our team, we always, we always try to make it very clear that we are not here to impress you with fancy words that we learned last week, right? We are here to teach, to serve, and to educate you. Like, that's the goal.
2: And that's a, and that's a danger, Nick. Yeah. Because when you're in an industry... There are terms, there are analogies, there are acronyms that everybody uses, and when you're in the business, you just take for granted that everybody knows this, and your client's sitting there smiling and nodding, and they have no idea what you're talking
3: about. Yeah. Well, you heard me several times even in the show to be like, for those of you who may not know, that's literally how we talk in our meetings. Right. We just... We assume that you don't know. And it doesn't make anybody smarter than
2: anybody else. It just means that when you're in a business and you hear it every day, it's different than when it's being presented
3: to you once a year. Oh, yeah. If I go in and a doctor starts naming off different types of medicines or things like that, I have no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) And I nod. Not good. <laughs> right? It's like when you go to get your car fixed. We well, don't want to feel f- stupid. You go get your car fixed, and they're like, yeah, it's the rotator machine gigger. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah <all
2: right. laughs> you have no idea. We're, we're going to take another break here. <laughs> we'll be back with Nick, folks from Great Waters. It is Great Waters Retirement Radio. Hope you're enjoying it. We'll be back in a moment.
4: Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Four convenient offices in the Twin Cities. GreatWatersFinancial.com. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yes. Laurel.
2: Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arless Cleveland of Arless Cleveland Ltd. is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arless Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arless Cleveland Ltd. has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank Building, located at 92. zero six three nine
0: what are the first three letters in the word smart SMA and SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made smart affordable since nineteen ninety four as an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota made for Minnesota you're guaranteed to make the smart choice call today for your free estimate eight seven seven SMA today or go online SMA, the number two DAY.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody.
2: You're listening to Great Waters Retirement Radio with Nick Folks from Great Waters and Todd Rooker, your host of Cover Your Assets, and we are talking about your retirement. We've been talking about some of the legislative changes, some of the things you need to be concerned with, understanding how things work, and one of the things that is, that it, I mean, it's ever-changing. That's really the point. It is ever-changing, and being engaged and having someone that you can count on who will tell you those changes and how they affect you is, of course, infinitely important to your long-term success. This is one of those changes. So, you know, uh, the guaranteed income options with 401ks is something that is frankly really needed. And part of the, part of the notion behind that is that People get acclimated to getting a paycheck, and they yeah. learn to live within that. I've already made the point that when instantly a large lump sum becomes available to you, immediately your brain starts wrapping it around what you can buy with that money, and the next thing you know, the nice guarantee, the nice income that you were anticipating month over month is no longer there because the money isn't there to produce it. So this is kind of an answer
3: to that problem, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, with the Reduction of again, as I said before, defined benefit plans. It's become critical for people to figure out how are they going to do their income planning inside of. And that retirement. was the be- that
2: was the great thing about pension plans
3: that you got an income, right? Yeah, it was just the consistency, <clears throat> just was, like replacing your job income. Yeah, you, you left one one set of income and you got a you got another, and for some people, they actually maybe got paid. I've met people that get paid more to retire right. than they do to work, than they do to work. So, um but you know, there was a time where eighty percent of Americans had pension. And now I believe it's down to about 18% of Americans actually have pensions. So there's been a growing concern or need for people to be able to provide secure, stable income inside of retirement. Um, And a lot of 401k plans, they had an option to be able to add things like annuities that would allow you to um, have a guaranteed income stream. So an annuity is an agreement between you and an insurance company, and what they're doing is they're guaranteeing something. So they're typically guaranteeing some type of income over a period of time, a lot of them being over a lifespan that they say, okay, we take this sum of money and we will create or generate income for as long as you live, as long as you and your spouse live, something of that nature. Um, but only 9% of 401ks were actually taking part in, in it because previously they were on the hook if that insurance company failed inside of the 401k plan. So if people lost for some reason their uh, their annuity payments, the 401k provider was like, I, I don't want to be on the hook for that. So now there's a clear separation based on the new legislation that it always comes back to the insurance company. That's why like it's so important for people, you know, annuities, they, they get ups and downs there's good and there's bad and what you have to do is your homework
2: yeah i know i mean i i hear I, you know i hear somebody you know saying you know annuities are the horror are, are such a horrible thing look it's a financial product but you know what if it sounds good and gets you to listen to them then they use it i mean at, at the end of the day guarantee you know when, when people are so enamored with pension plans oh remember the old days i wish we had pension plans why do you wish that because the truth of the matter is, if you took advantage of your four hundred one k, you wouldn't you wouldn't lament the idea of a pension plan. But here is the reality: people don't do it. So when it's put in their laps and said, "Okay, look, you can continue to contribute as much as we did as a company to the pension plan," and by the way, it was your money that we were doing that with, but now we can give that money to you right now today, and you can buy a new boat, yeah, or we can, or we, you can you can just transfer it into a four hundred one k and keep contributing the same amount. Well, what do you think people do? They don't do it. Yeah. And that's that's why mm. the money isn't there. I'm not saying that's what happens, but I'm using that as an as analogous to that's what could be done, but yeah. people don't do it. So when left to their own decision making, yeah. they don't do it where the company was just a automatic that
3: everybody did it and you didn't have a choice. Was that a good thing? It yeah. was a very good thing. Yeah. I try to tell people that when it comes to thinking through annuities, like think about the idea of the old school pension, Really, it was something that was done to the company as a whole, right? <clears throat> so insurance companies would work with companies as a whole. They would set up these these agreements, and now it's just whittled. Like everything else, it's direct to consumer now. So it's the ability to come directly to you and be able to utilize an insurance product, something that's backed, um, m- many of them, $2 for every $1 that's added in, to be able to provide some type of systematic, Guaranteed income stream over their lifetime, so it's important to understand what is the companies that you're using. How do you choose? What is the income stream? How does that pay? Well, out and, and, that more, and moreover,
2: what the product actually is, because the, yeah. the, the the reality is just like a pension plan, just like a reverse mortgage, which has such a horrible negative connotation. It has a mortality component built in. Yep. And for for retirees, their greatest fear is they're going to live too long and run out of money. Well, what's it like when you have a guaranteed income, and whether you live to be 110 or you live to be 75, it keeps paying regardless well, that's too good to be true. No, it's not. Some people will die sooner. Some people will live longer. And overall, the average, when combined, that gives them the money to be able to do that. And that fixes your problem. That's what an annuity product can do for you.
3: Yeah, it's, you know, we take out insurance. We take out life insurance for dying too young. You take out things like annuities for living too long. Quite honestly, that's the simplest way I can I can put it. Right. It's, it's just protecting against longevity to make sure that you have something there for yourself to continue to supplement along Social Security. Because let's say that you're married and you and your spouse both are getting social security well great well what happens when one of you passes away you're only keeping the greater of the two benefits, so you automatically have a decrease in the income stream of the household. Well, what if you could supplement that later on in retirement by having a secondary income stream that you could kick on? Right. right. Those are the that's that's and those the are the things. strategies and the thinking and those are the types
2: of things that will be recommended to you when you sit down and you look at things overall. We're going to take another break here with with Nick Folks from Great Waters. It is Great Waters Retirement Radio. Don't miss us. Come on back. We'll be back in just a minute.
4: For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com.
0: He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. This is the the first weekend of every month. We do Great Waters Retirement Radio. Uh, we are fortunate to have such a solid team at Great Waters Financial. Uh, these are folks of my picking, my choosing, because I love these guys and uh, and I trust them. I mean. That's why anybody gets on my show, frankly. Um, and uh, we've been talking about the changes to your retirement account and the things that you want to be conscious of and the reasons why you want to have an advisor who you can turn to and go to. We have Nick Folks on the show this morning, and we've been talking about a lot of different things. We're going to try to wind up here with the dramatic changes that have taken place for inherited IRAs. Let's talk a little bit about that, Nick.
3: Yeah, so in the past... Um you had the stretch IRA, so if you inherited an IRA as a non-spousal member, you had the ability to stretch out the required minimum distributions over your lifetime. Based on your life expectancy, there was a amount every year you had to take so out. So you
2: didn't get killed with taxes at one time. Exactly. Yep.
3: You, you inherited a half million dollars or something like that, you could stretch that out over the next 40 years if you if you needed to and just take small distributions. So, so if
2: your parent made you a beneficiary on the 401k and the final death of mom or dad yep. happened and it went to that next generation kids or whoever it went to, You had all this time to take advantage of taking it at a slow increment, which didn't put you at too high a tax bracket
3: income-wise to get killed with taxes. That's all changed. Yep. Now, with the new legislation, what they've done is it's a 10-year time frame. Now, it's not a certain amount that you have to take out um, each year, but the entire account balance has to be removed by the end of year 10. So that's, that's huge for people because you have to think about the tax implications of that. We we have a class that we teach um, all about planning in regards to this, and one of the things is we have a, a really great illustration that shows people how does this work because before, to give you an example, you inherit a half million dollars. You only had to take out about $5,800. <laughs> oh, we gotta go! You're gonna want to go to our website, greatwatersfinancial.com and make sure you get plugged into our upcoming classes so you can learn more. You can also give us a call at 612 six zero two one two seven thanks for listening everybody have a great weekend (laughs) bye-bye